Hi, I'm Kelly. And I'm Catlin. And welcome to the The How How to to Love Me podcast. Podcast. This week, we get real with you guys. We take a dive into my past and the trauma that you guys already know about. We talk about our communication and how and why we even talked about this. This is a weight I've carried for a long time, and I'm excited to share how it feels to finally be rid of it. We really put ourselves out there on this one, guys, and we really hope you guys enjoy it. Thanks for listening, guys. Well, we're recording. Oh, we're recording. Mm -hmm. Okay, here we go. Welcome, everybody. Welcome to another episode, guys. Another episode of How to Love Me, where we talk about mental health and relationships. Specifically, our relationship. Well, pretty much. Basically. Pretty much. So, I just want to start off by saying, we just did our release at the time of recording this episode. Yeah. And the support has been phenomenal. It's been borderline overwhelming. Yeah. I mean, honestly, it's a big thing for us to put ourselves out there. Mm-hmm. and the feedback's been great and we it's, really appreciate it yeah it's been it's been amazing it's also been very um humbling absolutely yeah like been fantastic yeah it's been great mm-hmm. great experience so yeah like for us like we did this as a random thing like yeah it like was, it was just something new for us to try that seemed like it might be fun yeah like we were talking a lot and then we just realized our conversations are phenomenal seriously we have some some great conversation yeah i kind of wish we could record like every conversation we have but some of them would be very boring for you guys it's true yeah like I what mean, color to paint a wall? Yeah, yeah. We, have, we have a lot of those, <laughs> a lot of hypothetical paint colors. Going exactly. Around. Yeah, yeah, and builds. But no, mm-hmm. I mean, from a genuine place of love, I've got to say thank you so much for the support. Yeah, seriously, we can't do this without you guys. So. Yeah, and I mean, seeing that we did this just for honestly shits and giggles. Yeah, like this was you know kind of just supposed to be for fun. So yeah, this is uh, this is pretty cool. Our little quarantine project is it yeah. is blossomed into a beautiful baby. Yeah, it is beautiful little baby. It's like we're parents of a podcast. <laughs> Not quite what I'm looking for, but we'll. I digress. <laughs> I digress. Um, wow, getting the baby shots in early I this know, morning. Right? All right. Okay, guys. So today we're here to talk about the past. Yeah, we sure are. So a big part of mental health and relationships is a lot of what that person brings. So this is something very new for us. It is. So I'll give you a little bit of background. So obviously Kelly and I have been together for a little over a year now. Yeah. Um, Kelly in the first episode talked about her past a bit and previous relationships. So when we started dating, I basically spilled my guts. Yeah, pretty much. So for the first year, it was more or less I shared my stories and everything that's been going on in my life and gave you my history. Yeah, pretty much. And I just wasn't quite there yet. I just wasn't emotionally ready to let down those walls yet. So this is where I want to start. Yeah. Because this is where I want to explain to people that for about a year now, we had we've had a very serious relationship mm-hmm. and i haven't learned much about your past yeah and that's okay but it doesn't mean i shouldn't have asked oh definitely so let me just make it very clear that i was never forceful on this no. i never pushed you i waited for you to come to me exactly you waited for me to feel ready yeah so yeah. what i did guys just as a heads up for any guys or for your relationships out there Kelly didn't really want to bring this stuff up because it's really heavy for her. Mm -hmm. And truthfully, I didn't push the situation. Instead, what I did is I talked about me and I 
literally put myself out there in a very vulnerable position in hopes that she would feel comfortable enough to share with me. Mm-hmm. Now, I will say, Kelly and I have a fantastic relationship. Our communication is top-notch, as you can hear. Yes, as you can tell. So the fact that I still had to wait one year to get this story is actually quite shocking. Yeah. Because in this year, we have worked together. Mm-hmm. We drive to work together. We drive home together. We eat dinner together. We go to bed together. Yeah. Basically, like the first six months of our relationship, we were within earshot of each other 24-7. So, I mean, I think we did the math. And if we were just dating, I think we would have been dating for like six years yeah. in equivalent time. Yeah, pretty so much. So it still took <laughs> one year for you to open up to me, mm-hmm. which is abs- absolutely crazy. Yeah. I mean, when you think about it, the amount of time that we spent together, like, you'd think that it would have come a little bit easier, but it's just, it's such a hard topic for me to talk about and for me to be open about. It's just, it was a very heavy subject for me. So basically what's happened now is at the start of this week, yeah. Kelly opened up. So she had an appointment with her therapist uh-huh. and they were going to close out a previous relationship. Yeah. But right before she had her appointment, she called me in the morning. She said, we should talk about this before I go into this appointment. Mm-hmm. And it was three hours of a conversation that should have happened a year ago. Yeah, basically. But it's great that it happened. It doesn't matter that it didn't happen a year ago. It didn't happen. It was just great to have the conversation. Mm-hmm. And really, so, we, we needed to have that conversation. Absolutely. So we're just kind of talking about our experience. Mm-hmm. This is what it is. Yeah. So I have a couple questions for you. Then. Okay, I'm ready. What was the big holdup? What... What was the one thing that kind of felt like it was holding you back from telling me? Uh, That's a tough question. Right? Honestly, I think it was just, it has nothing to do with my comfort levels with you because obviously I am ridiculously comfortable around you. I Mm -hmm. think it more so had to do with my own trust issues and the fact that I have had multiple men in the same role as you. And anytime I feel like, or anytime in the past I felt like I've begun to trust them, something has ended up happening and it's basically ended up with me ending, sorry, it ended up with me having trust issues and making it really difficult for me to be able to open up and be vulnerable because I've never had the support that I've needed. Yeah, exactly. So that is something that everyone has to be able to listen to. Yeah. The fact that, yeah. It just took that long. And it has nothing to do with you didn't trust me or I'm an, I'm an no. untrustworthy person. Exactly. It's just I've had a lot of I've had a lot of rough experiences with boyfriends in the past and not feeling supported. So for me, it was more so being able to jump over that hurdle and realize that, okay, I do have a really strong support system and it's basically time for me to open up. Now, I will say that even three months into our relationship, I mm-hmm. said, it feels like I'm the only one talking. I remember that. Yeah. And I've yeah. said that a few times. But the big thing is, guys, I was never forceful about it. Mm-hmm. All I did was I just said, you know what? Honestly, I know you're going to open up one day to me. Yeah. I'm very excited for it. But just be- like for me being honest and speaking my truth, mm-hmm. my truth, <laughs> um, I felt like I was the only one talking. Well, and I mean, honestly, you really were. Yeah. 
But I mean, you came back like it's not like it wasn't a conversation, mm-hmm. but I was the only one bringing new information to the table. Yeah, you were the only one that was really open to sharing. Yeah, at that so point. I shared most of everything, pretty yeah. much everything. I mean, yeah. I got a few things. I mean, 30, 33 years of life to, that I lived. I mean, exactly. I'm sure there's a story or two I haven't oh, told you. There must be. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But that was the big thing for me. It was. It was really tough for me to be the guy that seems like I'm spilling my guts. I'm mm-hmm. opening up. I'm giving you everything, yeah. all my vulnerability, and not getting anything back. Yeah, that, basically you were bearing your soul, and I was doing the complete opposite. Well, you were being supportive, and you loved yeah. me for it, and there was no question about that. Like, you felt that connection with me. Mm-hmm. So, and this is where our, our it seems like our relationship evolved at a different pace. Yeah, a little bit. Right? Because you knew everything about me, my vulnerability, everything. And Mm. there was still a lot of information I didn't know about you. Yeah, there was still a lot of mystery to me, I guess. Now, I will say it's still, there's still quite a bit of mystery out there. But Mm -hmm. the fact that we have had that conversation now. Huge weight off of my shoulders, honestly. Yeah. So. Huge. Honestly, the last week has been probably the best week of our relationship. Yeah, it's it's been a while. Well, 2020 has really had us down in the dumps. Like, yeah, 2020 has been really hard on us. Yeah, it was tough. We've been struggling with depression. I myself have been really struggling. Yeah, you have. So I've had a probably a bad like three weeks almost, it seems like. Yeah, probably. Honestly, I mean, if if I'm being completely honest, like you've been up and down but more down for probably like the last six months yeah pretty much since january since i got laid off yeah basically yeah so i went without a job for a while i mean i have a job it's still you do have a job but it's not in your field it's not in my field and not near the money no which really it's i mean that's tough but i mean that's part of our struggle Exactly. So I've been having a really hard time you've been having a really hard time and i will say like probably about what I would say six weeks ago, I kind of had a breakdown. So yeah. I would go through my phase. I find that my bad days come in threes. So I will have three or four like bad days in a row and they only seem to stack. Mm-hmm. So my problem was is I would have a bad day. I'd kind of get to the peak of my bad day and start on the recovery. Mm-hmm. And then you would get into a bad day. Yeah. So it was, it was almost like the second that you would start coming out, I would start going in and we were just like back and forth between our depression depression. Yeah. And that was so tough. Yeah. It was hard on both of us. Yeah. Like I, I struggled with it. Mm-hmm. I struggled hard and it came to the point where I actually went to Kelly and I said, look, I have bad days and I can't deal with your bad days if I haven't dealt with mine. Mm-hmm. Like, honestly, I struggle with not having that companionship. Yeah, definitely. And if we're both in a negative state, we're both not being positive. Like, it's just bad. Mm-hmm. So that was a big struggle for us and a big struggle for me. So I had a lot of issues, but they weren't that big, honestly. Like, mm-hmm. I had the issues where you weren't sharing with me. I didn't feel as supported. Yeah. And, I mean, I brought all those up, but in very, like, nice ways. You really did. You brought them up in probably the best way that you possibly could. Yeah. So, I mean, one day, guys, I was super frustrated. I was about to lose my shit. Mm -hmm. And I just looked at Kelly and said, look, babe, I'm going to be honest. I'm really struggling right now. And I hate that I have to struggle by myself because you're going through your thing. Mm -hmm. So 
we had that communication and it was it was kind of like a okay yeah we're both struggling this is getting really tough mm-hmm. but it never really affected our relationship per se no like it affected our relationship but not in the way that you would think that it would affect our relationship yeah it didn't make us like resentful or anything towards each other no but and i think the biggest reason was is because when i felt a certain way Mm -hmm. i brought it up to you when you felt a certain way you brought it up to me it wasn't always easy to hear yeah but the fact is is we both knew where the other person stood exactly which was huge well i mean that's kind of a big aspect in any relationship right yeah yeah so that is that in itself was a struggle yeah that was man we really had a hard few months there right we really did so okay basically what's happened now is kelly's opened up and talked about that previous relationship that she talks about in the first episode mm-hmm. and the one that kind of for lack of a better term fucked her up yeah no, it 100% did. Yeah. It, uh, it completely changed me as a person and it shook my confidence. Yeah. Like it, it was, that one was the biggest thing for us. And yeah. so here's the thing with this relationship. This relationship obviously was not always bad. Yeah. There was some love there. There was some. There definitely was. I've just been focusing on the negatives for so many years that yeah. it just became this big, huge thing. And it was really hard for me to see the positives in it. Yeah. And the thing is, is like, obviously, guys, this relationship, that relationship, what, lasted three years? Four years. Four years. So yeah. you think about it like that. She had a relationship with somebody for four years. And obviously, there was feelings that went both ways. Mm-hmm. I mean, I had a relationship for 14 years. And yeah. it was the same thing. Uh, mine, obviously, was a little bit more positive than this one that we're comparing it to. Quite a bit more positive, actually. Mm-hmm. But I think one of the struggles that we had was the fact that you've had good times with this person. Let's call him Steven. Oh, okay. The bad relationship is Steven. Yeah. So Steven, um, mm-hmm. Steven was, wasn't always an asshole. No, there were definitely some good, there were some good things that went along with that relationship, I guess. Yeah. And one of the things that I noticed mm-hmm. is a lot of the things that I would do as kind of like cute little gestures or things to show you I love you mm-hmm. are also the same things that Steven did. Yeah. So that is one thing that I think I was really struggling with, with when we first started dating. And I actually think that that's part of the reason why it was so hard for me to open up to you about it is because there are so many similarities between the two of you. Yeah. So many similarities to the point where, so you remember that one night when we were, we were sitting on the couch, we were watching a movie and out of nowhere, I had a panic attack. Yeah. Completely out of nowhere. Mm -hmm. That was because I was seeing the similarities and I was trying in my mind, I was trying to convince myself like, you're not him. You're not going to do the same shit that he did. You're a completely different person. But the similarities became too much for me. And I just like panic set in and I had no idea what I could do. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So I remember you and the, the best part. And honestly, this is something that everyone should learn from this. Mm-hmm. Kelly said to me, you're just reminded me of Steven. Yeah. And I'm just struggling with it right now. So obviously for me, when I first heard that, Mm-hmm. I'm like, shit. Yeah. Now I remind her of her ex-boyfriend who was a total douche to her and pretty much sent her on a spiral, mm-hmm. which is a problem for me. Okay, so how do I get out of this? Yeah. So, I mean, I have two options here. One, I can keep on doing what I'm doing. Or two, I can change what I'm doing to try to not remind you of Stephen. Mm-hmm. 
So I didn't do that. I did not stop what I was doing. No. So what I did, guys, I did something. I mean, I thought about it for a little bit, but not that long. And what I did is I I looked at you and I said, obviously, your relationship wasn't always bad. You had some good times. Yeah. And enough that you wanted to stick out, stick it out for four years with this guy. Exactly. And it's not like it was an easy four years. No, it definitely wasn't. So if I'm reminding you of that guy, it's not the end of the world. Mm -hmm. But know that all the bad shit that he's done, I'm nothing like that. Yeah. I am nowhere near Steven. Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay. So me and Steven are both kind of nice guys. We both hunt. We both fish. You know, we we have those similarities. But I am not Steven. No, and that I think was so helpful and very healing at the same time for me to hear. And just realizing that, yeah, you do have these similarities and, you know, there are there's obviously a lot more similarities in the fact that, you know, you both hunt and fish or whatever. Yeah. But realizing that you're basically like, whereas he would do things for his own self gain, you do things to help other people. So like that for me was the main difference between the two of you realizing that you're going to do things for good, whereas he did things for bad. Yeah. Well, I do it in service. I- I'm the type of yeah. guy that I love to be in service. Yeah. Yeah, you do whatever you can to help. Yeah, I love helping people. And, you know, hence why we started the podcast. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Right? So that was a huge hurdle for me to jump. Mm -hmm. That was so tough because I'm like, all right. Yeah. So even when I'm the best boyfriend in the world, I'm reminding you of this abusive ex, Mm -hmm. which fucking sucks. Yeah, I mean, I can't even imagine how difficult that would have been for you to hear, too. Yeah. Exactly. It, it's almost like the the equivalent of like you have the same eyes as my ex boyfriend. Yeah. And I just every time I look at him, I think of him. Ugh. Like that's that's like horrible for yeah. someone to hear. Like okay, I have you know I don't have great eyes. They're pretty cool. I like your. They eyes. change colors depending they on do. my mood. They do. Um, I love your eyes. It's kind of like a mood ring. A little bit. Yeah. You can tell how you're feeling depending on the shade. Totally. Yeah. But you know what I mean. Like if I had the same eyes as somebody, that would be a hard thing to hear. Mm-hmm. Like, that would be extremely tough for me to process because it's like, that's all I do is look at you. Exactly. I love staring at you in creepy ways. Yeah, you do that quite a bit. No, I don't. Yes, Get over do. it. Not you in creepy ways. You just did that yesterday and I was like, stop staring at me. <laughs> and I, what did I say? It's because you're beautiful. Yeah, you did. And then I got awkward because I can't take compliments. I know. Oh my God. So anyway. <laughs> so anyway. So anyway. Steven. Yeah. I am so close to him and yet so far. Yeah, it's weird because there's so many similarities, but at the same time, you are a completely different person. See, and that's the thing. I'm a completely different person, and yet I still brought you there. So no matter what, guys, your best situation, Mm -hmm. your best situation can just trigger anything. Yeah, exactly. You never know what the other person is going through and what is happening in their mind. Right. I mean... I mean, you can look at it in any sense. So what's let's say that we won the lottery. We remember okay. being broke. We remember not having money. Yeah. So it's still going to stress us out because even having money is going to remind us of that. So mm-hmm. we're always... People with mental health struggles, I find, are always going to have that problem. Mm-hmm. We always relate things to the past because, I mean, there's many things that you've done that remind me of my ex. I believe it. Yeah. Yeah. But no matter what, guys. So I've one thing that I've learned in this relationship is you can't fight your past 
Wow. Right? You have to live in it. Because there's things that you do that remind me of my ex and things that I do that remind you of your ex. Mm -hmm. They're going to trigger some memories, some good, some bad. Yeah. And at the end of the day, that's, you can't avoid that. No. At the end of the day, I think it's just really important to remind yourself that they are not that same person. Yeah. You are completely different people. You're your own person and you're not going to hurt me in the same way that someone else did. Exactly. But it still takes time. It still takes a lot of time to get to that point. Right. It took me a long time to get to that point. A year. Yeah. Or the equivalent of 1,200 years dating. <laughs> so look at that, guys. I mean, it took time and it took effort. Mm-hmm. I mean, it I'm not... It took a lot of patience. I'm so happy that you were so patient with me and that you didn't push me. Well, I didn't want to. And that's the other thing, guys, is like this relationship, is it's a fantastic, it's a beautiful, wonderful relationship. Mm-hmm. And I still had to fight for it. Yeah. I had to put my ego aside and just deal with what you needed. Mm-hmm. And not think like, okay, I don't want to be this nice guy that's reminding you of your ex. I've got to deal with that. Instead, I just said, fuck that. Yeah, no, just keep doing what you're doing. Yeah. And just let me come to this realization on my own. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So this might be a struggle for a lot of people. When you get into a relationship with somebody who has previous relationships that didn't go that well, which honestly, 90% of the people. going to say, who doesn't? Yeah. You're going to have to deal with that. And it's nothing that you can't deal with. It's just going to take time. Exactly. You just have to be patient. Now, it took us a year to get to the point where you finally opened up to me. So, I mean, that's huge. Yeah. So I'm just glad that you stuck it out with me for the full year. (laughs) (laughs) That weren't just like, okay, no, this is a waste of my time. I'm out. Yeah. No, I can't wait for this But our relationship was always strong. I never Mm -hmm. felt a lack of love. Yeah. It, it was a lack of communication that I craved. Yeah. But, or that I w- wanted to change. Yeah, basically. So it had nothing to do with the fact that like, oh, she's not talking to me. She's not opening up. I've talked like I took that with a grain of salt simply mm-hmm. because I knew that this was a very tough thing for you to go through. Mm-hmm. Like extremely tough. I couldn't imagine. Yeah, honestly, that was like so we were together for four years, but like two years of that relationship was just fucking horrible and like probably the worst two years of my life yeah so me reminding you of that 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 was really yeah really hard. it was really hard it just kind of it triggered a lot of memories that i'd been suppressing for a really long time yeah but at the same time I'm also really grateful that you triggered those memories because it also made me realize that like, you know what? I've got some deep-seated shit that I need to deal with. Yeah. So over the last year, I've been asking questions. Yeah. So that's another thing that I did, guys. I didn't just let the situation happen. I asked questions to figure Mm -hmm. out what it was. Yeah. And it was hard. Mm-hmm. I had to be very loose with the questioning. Yeah. And I couldn't just be like, what the fuck's going on? Yeah, you couldn't be very direct. You had to kind of go about it in a roundabout way. Still somewhat direct because I'd ask, I'd ask you like, okay, so what did I do to trigger this? Yeah. And then you would give me a what you were willing to tell me. Mm-hmm. And then I'd ask a couple more questions. And I'd ask yeah. a couple more questions. And then I'd kind of get somewhat of an answer, enough answer that I could deal with it. But not enough answer where I'm fully satisfied. Yeah. So that was what I've been dealing with for the past year. And Mm -hmm. I have zero issues with it. Now, 
our relationship's been fantastic. And then what was it? Probably about a month ago, you had your, you went back to your therapist because it was finally open after COVID. Yes. Yes. Well, I mean, technically they were still, it's like my therapist was still doing Zoom calls and stuff. Yeah, but we didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't realize that at the time. So I'm just like, "Eh, it's fine. It's It's fine. fine. I'll just put it off for a little bit longer. Um, But yeah, probably about a month ago. I went back to the therapist and I finally said, you know what, like I've been carrying around this shit and this resentment and this like basically hatred toward this person for so long and for so many years. And I'm just, I'm tired of it. Yeah. I'm tired of carrying around all of that weight. So like I need to deal with this and like I'm finally ready. It took me five years to get to this point, Mm -hmm. but I'm finally ready. So that's another timeline, guys. So it's taken her five years for her to open up about it. And it took me a year just to get her to open up about it. Mm -hmm. So honestly, guys, if you're in a relationship and you're in your early stages and you're having these issues, don't expect them to change overnight. And I'm not saying that this is like the standard route. These are the standard timelines. (laughs) Yeah, no, this is just... What our experience. Our, it's what our experience was. Because this is specifically our relationship. Exactly. Yeah. Us and Stephen. Yeah. And Stephanie. Ugh. Ugh. Fucking Stephen. Stephen and Stephanie. So. So. You do this therapy appointment. Mm-hmm. And it was a lot for you. You came back drained. Yeah. Yeah, so it was. So I'm curious to like, how far did you go down the rabbit hole on that one? On and it, my last, or not, not. The this, first appointment the of first dealing appointment. with it. Um, honestly, that appointment was more so she was trying to help me remember all of the good in that relationship. I think that's kind of, yeah, she was trying to get me to focus more on the good than the bad. Because like I said before, I've spent so many years just focusing on the bad that I forgot all of the good parts of that relationship. And I did the same thing, and too. And you did the same thing. Yeah, you did do the exact same thing. Well, so my view on it, and I actually want to bring this up because like, I actually thought about this long and hard. Yeah. When you're talking about your relationship, you're always talking negatively. Like it uh-huh. was, there was never anything good. Yeah. So that's when I finally looked at you and I said, look, you were with him for four years. Like it couldn't have been that bad. You must have had good times. Mm-hmm. And don't just dwell on the bad. Yeah. So it was kind of nice that, uh, you know, I had a little pat on the back for that one. Yeah, you really did. I'm I'm happy that you did that. And then I'm happy that my therapist did it too. Because it kind of, it changed the way that I had been looking at the relationship for so long. And I think that was honestly a big part in me realizing that like, okay, like obviously not all of it was bad. Obviously there was some good in it. And... I just, I needed to remember the good in order to be able to get over the bad. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And that was huge. Like, so my kind of view on like figuring that out was like, okay, so she's only focusing on the bad. So the reason I went that route was simply because I need to change your thought pattern to that relationship Mm -hmm. and that it wasn't always bad. There was some good. So it's not like I was trying to make him seem like a god and you should run back to him. No, no furthest thing no, exactly you're like don't leave me yeah don't leave me for steven Ugh. um but yeah but at the same time i'm just trying to get you out of that the second you think of steven you go negative yeah yeah basically you were just trying to help me change my thought patterns and change the narrative that i'd been running in my head yeah. for so many years exactly so you have that appointment you're drained yeah and i remember what you told me after she goes good i'm glad you do because i don't 
you came to me and after we talked about it for a little bit, you said, next appointment, we're finishing this off. Yeah. Oh, okay. And I, I went, that. holy shit. Okay, we're getting there. Uh-huh. We're getting there. And okay, so we knew that it was like, what, a month? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was like three, four weeks. Yeah, about that. So we know your appointment's coming up and I noticed your mood starts changing. Mm-hmm. Like about three days before. Yeah. So your appointment was on a Tuesday. I noticed on Saturday that your mood started to decline a little bit. Uh-huh. But you, I think in my mind, you were trying to process everything. So mm-hmm. I saw your old phone out. I saw all these signs of you reminiscing about old things in your depressed state. Yeah. Which was really tough for me. Yeah, which I understand that it would have been really tough for you. Okay. So before... Oh, Jesus. Ooh. Hit the mic. My bad. Sorry, guys. So before what... Yeah, before my appointment, when I had the phone out and when I was, you know, going through these old messages and stuff, basically what I was trying to do is I was, I basically wanted to relive that experience so that I could have that memory recall and make it that much easier for me to go into therapy completely prepared and just ready to just get this shit done and just deal with it. So that was my way of trying to mentally prepare myself is just bringing everything back so I could recall it and just move on with my life. Here's my problem. Yeah. I see my girlfriend going through four years of previous messages with her ex-boyfriend yeah. and reminiscing. Yeah. That's tough for me. Oh, I believe it. Yeah. I'm sorry that no, no. you that you had to watch it. I didn't see it, but I, I figured it out. Yeah. So I came home. Kelly was having a tough day. Yeah. And this was Monday. This, this was, was Monday. the day you called me to talk. So yeah. her appointment was on a Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Monday morning, I'm at work. And she calls me and she says, okay. I want to talk to you about this Steven stuff. Yeah. Actually, before I said that, so to give a little bit of context, so the night before, um, we went to bed and like when I, so the night before was Father's Day and I was with my family and I was having a great time and everything was fine. But when I got home and I realized that like, okay, it's Sunday night, my appointment's on Tuesday. I know that I need to talk to Kat about this. So I just automatically started just like reminiscing Pretty much as soon as I got home and that started putting me into a little bit of a depressed state. But at the same time, I'm still trying to spend time with you. So I'm trying not to focus on it. See, and I didn't know that. Yeah. This is this is brand new to me. Yeah. So that night we go to bed. You fall asleep right away. Because oh, like course. you sleep like a freaking rock. You fall asleep within like five minutes. I'm like, yeah. Meanwhile, I'm laying in bed. I'm running scenarios in my mind. I'm reliving things and I'm laying there and I remember like I just start crying And at the same time, like, I know that I should wake you up and that we should probably just talk about this now. But at this time, it's like 10, 30, 11 o'clock at night. You have to get up the next morning at quarter to five. Yeah. And if you don't sleep. I'm a bag of shit. You're a bag of shit. You're like (laughs) me that way. If you don't get a good night's sleep, you're basically useless the next day. Yeah. And you have a physical job. So, like, I don't I don't want to hinder your job in the way that you know, your abilities to do it or anything. So I get up, I go downstairs, you know, I take, you know, the weighted blanket and everything and try to calm myself down. So I'm downstairs for probably a good like hour and a half, basically just like ugly crying by myself in the dark. Mm -hmm. Well, with the dogs, of course, because they follow. Yeah, of course. (laughs) So the next morning, Kat goes to work. Um, I basically got like four and a half, maybe five hours of sleep that night was just like a bag of shit. So yeah, then I call you in the morning and just basically tell you like, I was up last night, didn't really get a whole lot of sleep, explain the situation to you and then just say like, 
we got to talk about this tonight. Yeah, like we, absolutely. Like we need to. So another thing that you were doing is you were stressing out about like, I have to clean the kitchen. I have to do this. Yeah. I have to do that. So the first thing that I did is I dealt with the situation that was in front of me. You mm-hmm. were stressing out and you were spiraling. Mm-hmm. So what I suggest, I told Kelly, I'm like, okay, we're going to talk about this as soon as I get home. Here's what I want you to do till then. I want you to go out, go for a bike ride, get your head, just clear your head a little bit, mm-hmm. come back home have a nap because I want you to be well rested for this Mm -hmm. talk well and especially considering I didn't really get a whole lot of sleep the night before so so I said turn on the sure that I'm taking care of myself basically turn on the tv get some rest because the other thing is like we're about to go down a very dark road Mm -hmm. and I want you to be well rested for it yeah so that was amazing I, I actually well okay honestly my first sense was sweet this is happening followed by oh my god it's happening yeah so it was it was tough for me to first hear, mm-hmm. but I'm very happy that I heard it. Yeah. So I get home, and th- this was kind of my side of the story now. Yeah. So I get home after work, and the dogs are downstairs, and Kelly's nowhere to be seen. So I go upstairs to the bedroom, and there she is, passed out in the blankets, like curled up. Mm-hmm. I notice her old phone is sitting beside her, and I'm like, okay. Well, I'm assuming I look at the TV, see what's playing. Yeah. Okay, so it's Captain America. Uh, the this, first Captain America. So this is like an uh, an hour and forty five minute movie. So we're near the end. So she's been out for probably at least an hour. That's mm-hmm. enough sleep. Yeah. So I I get there and I wake you up and we just start having a nice little chat, just nice and light. Mm-hmm. And then I ask you about the phone. Yeah. Because I'm like, how come your old phone's out? Yeah. And. That's when you told me, I am reviewing everything for tomorrow. Yeah. I'm like, holy shit. So this is like you cramming for a test. Yeah, basically. Like, like I'm write- doing what I, like I'm doing the research. I'm doing what I need to do to just get over it and just put it in the past. Yeah. So you tackled it head first. Like that was the crazy part for me. The fact that you're just like, mm-mm, mm-mm, this isn't happening. Yeah. I'm going to bury myself in this subject. Yeah, basically. Which was absolutely crazy. Yeah. So that was also super intense for me to handle. Yeah. Because I'm like, holy shit, we are getting into it. Yeah, like she went in deep. Like this is happening. Yeah. Yeah. So then finally I go, all right, it's time. Mm -hmm. So we go get our comfy positions Mm -hmm. and we sit down and we talk. Yeah. And And we talk and we talk and we talk. Here's how the conversation went, guys. I mean, it was very interesting for me because I still had to pull information. So for the first little bit. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like when you're draining a puddle. You know, you start dragging it, you make a little hole, it starts dripping a little bit. You gotta work that spot a little bit more, and then all of a sudden you're flowing. And that's what it was like. Like I, yeah. I just pulled a little bit, pulled a little bit, pulled a little Oh my god, she's flowing. And you legitimately went on for like forty five minutes to an hour straight with yeah. no interruptions. Yeah. <laughs> Remember stopping and being like, whew, I need water. Yeah. Like going and just grabbing my my water bottle. Yeah. So yeah. we talked and then we didn't stop talking. This was mm-hmm. a three hour conversation. Yeah. And honestly, it wasn't three hours on Steven. No. It was probably like an hour, hour and a half on Steven, followed by an hour and a half of talking about everything else that I've had questions about that you haven't told me yet. Yeah, basically. It was amazing. Yeah, it was like once we finally got over this like Steven hurdle, then we were able to easily move on to everything else. Yeah, and it's just like everything else has been flowing and our relationship has never 
been stronger. Yeah, seriously, it's never been better than it is right now. So a couple things that I'm going to point out that I don't, that we didn't do. Yeah. We never took it personally. Yeah. And I think that's the biggest part and why yeah. we have so much success about it. Yeah. Because we didn't take this personally. Like mm-hmm. I didn't look at this as a personal attack on me as a person because mm-hmm. I remind you of your ex and he's, he was, Stephen was an absolute asshole. So that was really tough for me to not take it. And that's something that we all need to learn, guys. Yeah. Your internal, like Kelly's internal struggles are her own. I can only amplify or decline them. Mm-hmm. That's it. So if I come into this with a negative connotation and I just go in there and lose my shit. That's not helping anyone. It's going to do anything, the exact opposite. I was going to say, if anything, that's going to do the opposite. And I'm going to close up even more than I already was. I'm not going to want to talk to you at all. So this has been obviously a tough year to yeah. deal with this. And you know what? It was worth it. Yeah, 100%. Just where we are right now was 100% worth everything now i'll be honest we're kind of caught we're we're floating on cloud nine right now because not only that have we we went and did this podcast and released it and the feedback's been positive i did my podcast with the mental wealth project Mm -hmm. of my story and the feedback was fantastic yeah you went to the your therapist and what did your therapist say she she basically was like, well, I mean, if you and Kat had this talk last night, you probably didn't even need to come in and see me, hey? And, and I was that- like, not really. And then she's like, damn him, stealing my clients. <laughs> <laughs> I remember I just burst out laughing and I was like, yeah, basically, like I'm probably not going to have to see you for quite a while. And you know what? Your therapist has told you that several times because yeah. of our communication. Yeah, because our communication is just, it's so good it's so strong like i think that's one of the strongest aspects in our entire relationship yeah and now a lot of now one thing i will say when it comes to couples sometimes couples can't communicate and that's fine there's nothing wrong with that there's nothing wrong with going to a therapist you and i went to your therapist as a couple yeah yeah basically like i had an appointment and i knew that she would want to meet you at some point and i was like you know what why not now? Exactly. Yeah. And, and I was, did. It was wonderful. I'm so happy that you were open enough to want to come to an appointment with me. And that was honestly my first therapy appointment. Yeah. Which was crazy. And I was very hesitant. I was extremely hesitant. Guys, if you are hesitant about going to a therapist, I'm going to make a couple claims right now. Mm-hmm. First one, don't go if you are not ready. Yeah. If you're going to go. Don't force yourself to go. You have to be open to it. You have to be willing. Your friends, your family, everyone is going to say, you should go to a therapist. You should go to a therapist. If you don't go in there with the thoughts of them being able to help, you're not going to get anything out of it. Mm -hmm. I've done counseling. I've done a lot of things. And it's all dependent on how you go into it. Yeah, if so, you go into it with an open mind, you're going to be so much more receptive. Right. And I mean, that's the problem. If you go in there with negativity and thinking this isn't going to work, this is bullshit. Then it's not going to work. No, exactly. So the person has to be ready. So, so for all those people that say, oh, you know, my buddy's got to go to therapy. He's got to talk to somebody. He needs to get there on his own. Honestly, the best thing for me was when you went with me. Yeah. And truth be told, I think that's the way it should happen. Mm-hmm. I think if you're going to therapy, let's say you have a tragedy, you have something that you need to deal with, or even just anxiety that you have to deal with. Yeah. Everybody should have that one person that they can talk to, whether it be their mom, their dad, their sibling, their best friend, Whoever. their partner, yeah, their lover. Ooh. So if you have that person, bring them with you. Yeah. Bring your security with you. Yeah, bring your... 
bring that one person that you can trust with absolutely everything. Yeah. Bring them with you and it's going to make it that much easier for you. And that was the thing. I didn't want to do therapy. Mm-hmm. I I did counseling. I never got really much out of it. Yeah. Um. So my view on therapy was, eh, it's not really for me. So the fact that I went with you, somebody who I've been very open and honest with, mm-hmm. and that made it comfortable for me to the point where I think therapy's great. Yeah. Well, and I mean, since then, you've told me that you want to start going to therapy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And like, I, I honestly think that you should. I think that you would get a lot out of it. Oh, and I will be. And yeah. I will be once this whole thing calms the hell down. Oh, I agree. Once 2020 stops being a dick. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. 2020 is a dick. 2020 can turn around anytime now. Yeah, it's a dick. It gets yeah. hard for no reason sometimes. <laughs> That's that's how it's a dick. Uh, that that joke just is funny every single time you say it. <sighs> so anyway. Anyway. Getting into this. Yeah. And getting into the dirt of our relationship was the best thing that's ever happened to us. Mm-hmm. But you've got to go about it right, guys. You can't be forceful. You can't force anything. You can mm-hmm. dr- bring a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. Exactly. They've got to be able to willing. They have to be ready and willing to do it on their own. Absolutely. Like basically, I'm just I, like I said this already in this episode, but I'm just so grateful with how patient you were with me. And that's that. That's what ended up making the difference. And that's what I think people need to learn is that it's taken you five years to open up about this. Mm-hmm. It took me like I only just did the mental wealth po- podcast like two weeks ago. Yeah. It's taken me six years to be able to sit in front of a camera and talk about the accident. Mm -hmm. Tragedy isn't something that you can fix overnight or fix within the first year or even struggles like that. You have to know that this is going to take years. Mm -hmm. So when I was going to take a lot of work. Yeah. When I listened or when I recorded that podcast with Kaylor, Mm -hmm. one of the things that I said or he asked me was, if you could tell yourself something, Mm -hmm. what would it be? And I said, no matter what you're going through, you'll get out of it. Yeah. And you know what the funny part was? Is I was in the lowest time of my life, probably. Like 2020 has probably been one of the worst years of my life. No, it has been. Top two for sure. Yeah. At least for the start of it. Um, Going into that mindset and listening to myself say that, because we were doing promos for it, and I listened to myself say that, and I went, holy shit, I need to take my own advice. Yeah. I remember you're sitting right next to me. Yeah. Like, that was crazy, guys. We've got to remember that everything takes time. Exactly. It's not going to fix itself overnight. No, it can't, especially when it comes to mental illness. Exactly. Mental illness, trauma, anything like that. It's not going to fix itself overnight. You just have to be patient, willing to work on it whenever you're ready. Exactly. So don't be forceful, guys. When it comes to mental illness, I think the biggest thing is sensitivity. Yeah. Worry about what that person is feeling, not how it makes you feel. Yeah. You have to be empathetic towards other people. 100%. It's the best way to get there. Mm -hmm. And honestly, like for us getting to that point within a year has been absolutely amazing. Yeah. You know what? Screw it. That's my why I love you this week. Is that? That is. That's your why I love you? Yeah. Because you opened up. You took that time. Yeah. You let me in. That is. It was a huge step for us. That was a huge step for me. I got to say, that was massive for me. We have never been so cuddly and lovey. I know. We've been so affectionate this entire week. Seriously, it's it's crazy. It's crazy. I love affection, though. Yeah, I know you do. (laughs) And I'm not a very affectionate person, but the fact that you opened up, Mm -hmm. it makes me 
so much more attracted to you because I know more about you. Exactly. I love it. I absolutely love it. It was the best thing that you could have done. And that's the why I love you. Well, do you want to know why I love you? Oh, of course. Okay. You have made me laugh harder this week or just, you know what? No, not even just this week. You've made me laugh harder in this past year than I think I ever have in my entire life. And like I was talking to, so I was talking to my best friend, Michelle, yesterday. And she was telling me that she has never seen me like this. She has known me for almost my entire life. She's never seen me so happy and so supportive and, or supported, sorry. And that's because of you. Like a good bra. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Basically. I'm supportive like a good bra. That is 100% it. And that's so, amazing. Like, that's why I love you. And I love the fact that that's how that went down. Yeah. So, like, for me, that's, like, the best compliment I can get from your best friend. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God, you guys are amazing. Well done. Like, yeah! Yeah, seriously. Like, part of me wants to show you the message that she sent me. Well, I mean, that's, that's not the only message about how your mood's been. No. No, like, honestly, I've heard that from multiple people. That, like, my smile is different. My laugh is different. Like, I'm just, I'm more me than I have been in a very, very long time. And honestly, I think a big part of that is because of you. And the funny part is, is, like, I've been told the same thing over the last year. Yeah. The same thing. Like, I've got family members that have reached out and just went, you're, I can't believe what you're doing. Mm -hmm. You're doing great. And you know what? I do it for the ego. <laughs> I think I say you're it every vain. episode. You're oh, vain. <laughs> no, you're doing it for the right reasons. Absolutely. You're really right. Your this, heart's in the right place. This is what we want to do. Like, yeah. we want to be able to talk about this and just be open. Mm-hmm. And you know what? The biggest thing that we learned from this is that it takes time. Yeah, it takes time and patience. It's at not going to happen it, overnight. But at the end of it. So worth it. So worth it. It was worth the wait and the struggle. But. Exactly. So another thing that, you know, I'm going to give you another little example. It's not really a why I love you, but more like why I love me. Ooh. Okay. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. So, why you love you. I'm interested. Well, how, this is more like how I love you. Okay. Yeah, this one's a little different. I'm intrigued. Okay, where you go with this? It's all about, I don't, when it comes down to it, and I do like being in service, Mm -hmm. I will say that getting you out of your headspace is probably one of the most important things that I do. Mm -hmm. When you're in a negative headspace, I do nothing but try to make you happy. I think of Mm -hmm. all the great things that we do, and sometimes I'll, I'll grab like the top 10. Oh, yeah. You'll go that through I've like your laundry list of things to do. You go through and you do every single thing on that list yeah. just because you know that it's going to pull me out of my mood. Exactly. And it's yeah. it takes a lot of effort, but I'm glad it's worth it. Mm-hmm. This makes it worth it. I will always put in the effort if I get this in return. Mm-hmm. Exactly. 100%. And it's all about give and take, guys. Mm-hmm. It's all about giving <laughs> and taking. Uh, yeah. He says, well, head bobbing. Yeah, exactly. Says while well, his hair is going freaking crazy. Yeah, my hair is pretty wild. I haven't had a haircut for a long time. Okay, guys, I have only had hair that's like an inch and a half long pretty much my entire life. <laughs> yeah. Over the last year, I've let it grow, and it's down to my fucking jawline. Seriously. Okay, not your entire head, though. Just, just the, the top. top. You have the side shade or shaved. Jeez. If you want to see today. pictures, just look on Instagram. Yeah, check it out. Yeah. 
Yeah. Maybe I'll post a picture of my wild, crazy hair. Seriously. It's wild and crazy. Wild and crazy times. It's wild. A couple of crazy, wild, wild and, and crazy, crazy hairs. Well, I said uh, hairs, not guys. Well, your hair is guys. Your guys are hair. Guys are hair? Hair guys? Hair guys. Hair. Hair. Okay. Well, that's well, anyway, fun. Let's leave her there. <laughs> Yeah. So Just leave it an awkward note. Yeah, exactly. Leave it <laughs> at an awkward note. The biggest thing, guys, is take your time. Yeah. This was a, we have a, I don't want to sound like we have an ego, but we have a fantastic relationship. We and really it still do. took us a long time to get here. Yeah. And we're still growing. Exactly. We're still growing and changing as we go. When it comes to a personal relationship, guys, whether it's a friend, family member, or lover, lover. don't stop. Yep. Don't stop. Be relentless. Fight for it. Fight yeah. for love. Be relentless. It is what it is. Got to fight for what you want. Nothing Don't comes Don't get me easy. wrong. Not everything's worth fighting for. But when you find that one that's worth fighting for. You fight. Don't ever stop. Yeah. And with that, guys, we absolutely love you. Thank you so much for listening. Hit us up. We're actually doing pretty good on our Instagram. How to love me. With number the, two. Well, how to love me podcast. Ooh. How to love me podcast. <laughs> Good thing we, we, wrote we legitimately it down. wrote it down oh, and we leave man. this paper here for that reason. Yeah. So how the number two love me podcast. You can also check us out or hit us up on our email. Mm-hmm. How to love me podcast at gmail.com. We'll throw it in the show notes. But I, we want you guys. We want to hear from you guys. Yeah. If, give us your feedback, guys. If you have a topic or something that you want us to talk about, let us know. We want to do fan questions. Yeah. Fan questions. Fan. Wow. I know. I way listen to, to way too much riled you up. You really do. Way to steal, you thief. It's not even stealing. It's a, it's an homage. Yeah, okay. It's an, from another podcast, guys. Yeah. Matt and Ariel's Riled Up. If you have not listened to it, <sighs> guys, check it out. They listen are to it. amazing. They're so funny. Hashtag couple goals. Seriously. Right? I yeah. love those guys. They're so funny. So anyway. Anyway. I hope that you guys can take something from this yeah, and learn guys, from our mistakes. I was just going to say that. <sighs> Sorry I took the words out of your mouth. Always. Well, we love you guys. Thanks so much for listening. We really appreciate it. Thanks for all the wonderful feedback. Don't ever stop because we want to feel unstoppable. Unstoppable. Anyway, we love you guys. Thanks for listening, guys. Bye. Bye.